Mix in the Dark. Hey, what's up? It's Mai Yang from Mix in the Dark. I want to take some time to personally invite you to our Social Hour with Podcasters event in St. Paul, Minnesota. This event is coming up quickly. It will happen on Friday, April 22nd, and this also happens to be my birthday weekend. I placed it here because I love celebrating my birthday in meaningful ways. On that day, you can expect to meet different Hmong podcasters from different states. We have a very small community of podcasters, and we wanted to help each other out. This event is especially beneficial if you want to start a podcast or if you're trying to reach different crowds for your podcast. This event is also for you if you're simply just wanting to celebrate the hard work of podcast owners and or find different podcasts to listen to. I am one of the two hosts for this event. My co-host is Vince from Reminisc. I've worked with him before and he is such a humble and super down-to-earth guy. It's going to be great. The location of this event will be at Smokin' Ninjas, which is a local bar here owned by two brothers, Sachua and Hyungva. Um, Vince and I are really great friends with these guys and they've always been down to hold events with us. It is a public event, so feel free to come out with whomever. I'd be happy to talk to you about anything. And if you would like more information, please just refer to our Facebook page um, attached to this episode, or you can message me directly. I'd be happy to help. Moving on, I'm going to talk just a little bit about our story in this episode. This is a true story from an elder. I recorded her to make sure that I got her story right. This story kind of reminds me of that one Japanese horror film called One Missed Call. So I'm not going to spoil too much here. So just please sit back, relax, and enjoy. This story takes place in Laos in the late 1960s. This happened when the secret war was still going on. Many Hmong families, including mine, went to hide in the farming areas. This was our best bet because our food was there and we would also be able to hide from the regular bombings in the town areas. We did not have a lot of money, so our farmhouse was small and very open. We had a roof to keep the rain away, but no walls. We were completely exposed and always kept a lookout in case the enemies attacked. Our farm area happened to be in a spot where it was blocked by a huge mountain. Coming from our town area, you'd have to walk all around that mountain to get to us. I was still a little girl at the time and everything scared me. What scared me was not only the war happening and the possibility of getting attacked, but also the stories of the mountain we were staying by. Everyone in the area knew of that mountain and was afraid of it. A long time ago, there used to be a bunch of honey beehives in the trees and forest areas on top of that mountain. The honey from the bees were used for medicinal benefits for those who were brave enough to reach it. The mountain happened to be filled with boulders that often fell through an avalanche. The boulders would roll right next to where many of us farmed. It was a dangerous task to get honey. Very few have attempted and failed from fear that they were going to fall off the mountain. 
One day, a young woman wanted to get honey from the mountains after hearing that honey can help with burns by acting as an anti-inflammatory and help to fight infections. She wanted to save her daughter, who was suffering from an infection from her burnt wounds. Her daughter has tried many other things, but nothing seemed to have a positive reaction. I don't know much about her family, but she was one of the two wives of this one individual. His first wife did not like her or her daughter. When her daughter knocked down a bowl of rice, the first wife disciplined the daughter by whipping her arms with a burning branch from their fireplace. The daughter suffered deep burns. Because they were in the middle of war, they were afraid to seek for help. Like I said before, they tried many efforts to help relieve the daughter's pain, but nothing seemed to help. Getting honey from that mountain, despite how dangerous it was, was the mother's last resort. In an attempt to get honey from the mountain, the young woman slipped and fell off the mountain, smashing into boulders on her way down. On some nights when we were sleeping at the farm, you would hear her voice scream as if she was falling off the mountain. This scream would replay through the night many times, like rewinding her falling scene. I have personally heard this scream many times at night while at the farm. No one talks about that voice because it was almost like you would be cursed if you did. Some people have things that we called hu. The word hu has many meanings. In this case, it has very similar meanings to what we would call residual hauntings in paranormal studies. Residual hauntings are the most common type of hauntings. It is often compared to a film that is looped over and over again, replaying an experience or scene that happened in the past. It is often related to a traumatic event, and it is usually replayed at the time of the traumatic event. The young woman who died on top of that mountain, falling down, created a hue in the traumatic event, and it replays every so often. This would have been my third time hearing her eerie scream at this time of night. This particular day was different. We had an aunt staying with us. She is from one village over and was there to take care of her brother's garden. She was with us because she had no one and was scared to be alone at night. This was all very new to her, so she asked us about the voice. No one answered her and feared that we would be cursed if we talked about it. The next day, my aunt proceeded to ask us if we heard that voice and if we should go to the mountains in case someone needed help. My older brother finally told her the story and that we should not talk about it anymore. A few days have gone by; the screams have also stopped. It was early in the morning. You could see the dew that helped to create that morning fog. We set up our fireplace to get out of the cold while putting some things together to prepare a meal. We had breakfast and went out to the farm early. I remember I was with my parents when all of a sudden we heard a voice screaming "Help!" and moan. My mom pointed out that the scream came from the direction where my uncle's garden was. His garden was the closest to the mountains. This was also where my aunt did her gardening. 
I remember thinking that the voice sounded just like my aunt's voice. The odd thing was that I knew she was still back at the farmhouse, cleaning up our breakfast mess. The voice kept screaming. Then finally, it stopped. I remember looking at my mom's confused and scared face. My dad told us that he would go and check it out. About thirty minutes have passed. He came back and said that there was nothing over there. We ignored it and went about our day. When we got back to our farmhouse, my mom told my aunt about what we heard early in the morning, and that she thought it was my aunt. Of course, it wasn't because my aunt was healthy and still sitting right in front of us. We made dinner before setting up a small fire to finally sleep. That night, the screams from the mountains came back, but this time, it seemed closer than any other night. I remember being terrified. I buried my face into my mom's back and forced myself to sleep. The early morning light shone through. I opened my eyes and noticed that my parents had already woken up to make a quick breakfast for us before going out to the garden. It was foggy and cold like usual. I remember my aunt was not there, so I asked my mom where she was. My mom explained that my aunt left early to go to the garden area, and that it was our day to clean up our breakfast mess. I ate some corn and rushed to clean up, knowing that my parents would leave me if I did not hurry. I did not want to be left alone. Despite my efforts, I ended up having to walk alone to the garden area anyway. On the way there, I had this deep feeling in my guts that something was wrong. I just could not pick out what it was. Something just felt wrong. All of a sudden, I heard a loud boom and crash from the mountains. I looked up and saw that the boulders from the mountains were rolling down. I was a good quarter of a mile away, but could still hear the crash and rolling of the boulders. And then. I heard that scream for help again—the same exact scream, same exact voice, timing, everything. Something was terribly wrong. I ran to the garden area as fast as I could. I found my mom, her knees to the ground, looking up. She was breathing fast. Where is Dad? I shouted. She pointed to the mountains. By now, it was quiet and the boulders had stopped rolling. I ran toward the direction that she pointed. My mom yelled behind me to not go, but I did not listen. I got to where the big boulders were. They came in packs and sizes similar to a small car. I saw my dad waving his hands in the air, gesturing for me to not come any further. I stopped to catch my breath, and I felt a little bit relieved to know that my dad was okay. He ran toward me, grabbed my hand to head back to my mom. We went back to our farmhouse right after. My mom stayed behind with me while my dad went to the neighboring farmhouses to discuss something. I tried to get my mom to tell me what was going on, but she told me that it was no business for a kid to know. It was not until years later that I actually asked my dad what happened, and he finally told me. On that day, they left me behind to clean up our breakfast. They were tending to their cornfield like normal when they heard a boom. 
my dad shouted at my mom to run away from the mountain. They both did. Luckily, our garden area was a good distance from the mountain. As they were running, my dad looked back and saw my aunt also running from the falling boulders. The thing about her brother's garden was that it was on the hill, which was part of the mountain. There were two big boulders rolling down behind her. She eventually reached the bottom of the mountain and tried to dodge the boulders coming down by rolling to one side. In doing so, she tripped in the process when she got her foot stuck in two smaller rocks. One boulder crushed her legs. The other ran over her body. When the sound of falling rocks finally stopped, my dad ran up to check on her. My aunt was bloodied. Part of her leg was torn off. Her body was shattered. She yelled help in pain as my dad tried to push the boulder sitting on her legs away. It did not budge. Finally, it seemed my aunt fainted from pain. She lost a lot of blood and really fast too. My dad did not know what to do, so he asked her to wait. He did not want to carry her alone with no leverage and put her in even more pain. That's when he saw me running toward him. He did not want me to see my aunt's dying body, so he shouted for me to turn around. He told my mom to take me back to the farmhouse and that he was going to gather relatives for help. When he and the relatives got to the area where my aunt was, she was already dead. I later found out that my aunt was squashed to death by a boulder that morning. The strange thing about all of this was that we heard her scream at that exact time the morning before. The even more strange thing that happened was that on the night of her funeral, you could hear both the screams of the woman who fell to her death and another voice crying for help coming from the mountains. It was like my aunt created a hue right before dying. After that happened, we had a few relatives come by to bless us by tying strings around our hands. The day following the very quick funeral, a relative ran to us to let us know that the Vietnamese soldiers were going to reach us that night and that we must run. I remember my family rushed to bury her body. All of my fears came to life in those few days. The only memory I have after that is running away from my fears until we finally reached Thailand. Thank you for listening to Mix in the Dark. I am your host, Mai Ying. Mix in the Dark is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast series. If you have a story that you would like to share, please send it to mixinthedark at gmail.com. If there's a story that you really enjoyed, feel free to hit up my tip jar on Venmo. Just search Mix in the Dark on the business tab.